Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Senior Director of Charts at Billboard. And I'm Jason Lipschutz, Billboard's Senior Director of Music. Hello, Jason, for possibly uh, the last time for maybe a little bit. <laughs> maybe? I don't know. It's true. It's true. Uh, our, our colleague, uh, Katie Atkinson, uh, Keith and Katie, is is coming back. I'm very, very excited to to welcome Katie back from maternity leave. And uh, she is officially back in the Billboard ranks. Uh, as of yesterday, we're recording this on, on Tuesday. And couldn't be more thrilled. Uh, one of all of our, our favorite colleagues, Katie, just a, a ray of sunshine in the Billboard office. Uh, I'm jealous that you, I mean, under normal circumstances, Keith, you, you get to kind of share an office or office yeah. space with her in, in Los Angeles. Um, but yeah, uh, I I have had a, a great time on the Pop Shop podcast, but this is the Keith and Katie show. I am very happy to relinquish uh, my seat, my mic, my silly little pop music quips to Katie. Well, You'll just be back whenever Katie has baby number three. <laughs> so don't 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 you threaten me with a good time. Um, all right. Well, as always, the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion occasionally about the Sixers and also about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we've got chart news about how Taylor Swift breaks a long-standing record held by Whitney Houston on the Billboard 200 Albums chart. BTS has returned to number one on the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart with Dynamite. And how Gabby Barrett helps friend of the pod Charlie Puth get a new top 10 on the Hot 100. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, plus, Keith, uh, we've got some patented hot takes on Super M's new album and Travis Scott's new single, and we'll be talking about Justin Bieber's newest top 10 hit on the Hot 100, Holy, and what the enlightened song could mean for his next music move. But first, Keith, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you never, ever, ever miss an episode. Even if you miss me, you won't miss an episode of Pop Shop Podcast. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit billboard.com slash podcasts. That is plural. And we're saying all these things about, oh, it's Jason's last show. And then something could go terribly wrong between now and next week. And you're actually on the next show again. It's like, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> He's still here. Um, okay, let's do the chart chat. First up on the Billboard 200 albums chart, Taylor Swift is back on top of the list as Folklore returns to number one for a seventh non-consecutive week. The set earned 87,000 equivalent album units in the United States in the week ending September 24th, uh, up 97%, by the way, according to Nielsen Music MRC data. Folklore continues to have the most weeks at number one for any album since Drake's Views spent 13 weeks at number one in 2016. I'll, I'll point out um, why the album had such a big gain this week. She sold a bunch more signed CDs uh, through her web store and through indie stores. Uh, and she also had um, some sort of uh, streaming promotions where she had a new thematic playlist that was up on streamers that directed fans to listen to the tracks in a particular order from the album that had a particular theme. And um, also, uh, she got a little bit of help from the new version of Betty that she performed on the ACM Awards a week or two ago, which she released uh, uh, and it impacted during this tracking week. And 
that version of the song combines with the original version on the album for tracking purposes. So all those things combined help the album out this week. So with all that said, with the album's return to number one, Swift's total weeks at number one across all seven of her number one albums now stands at 47. And that's a new record among female artists. She surpasses Whitney Houston's sum of 46 weeks at number one. Houston actually held that record for the most weeks at number one among women since 1987. Jason, do you know who has the most weeks at number one among all artists on the Billboard 200 chart? You know, I, I honestly don't. I, I don't even really have a, a great guess for this one. I, I would I would say think about like, it just for a second. Just think about who could possibly have the most weeks at number one. Is it, I, I mean, like Michael Jackson? I honestly don't know. No, he has 51. I'll tell oh, okay. you. I'll tell you. The artist that has the most number weeks at number one is actually over a hundred weeks. Um, like the biggest band of all time. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say the Beatles, but uh, you should. You should just say the Beatles. So they have over a hundred weeks at number one. I one hundred and thirty-two. One hundred and thirty-two to be precise. Wow, that's fascinating. Um, I I just didn't think that they would have. I I guess their dominance in the sixties was just so comprehensive that any time they release an album it just spent weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks in number much one that. i just yeah yeah also they had so, 19 number one albums over the course of their pretty good continuing career uh you know because they still put out music um well next up over on the billboard hot 100 chart bts's dynamite jumps back to number one up one spot to collect the song's third week atop the list the track is up 11 percent in streams and the track week tracking week ending september 24th excuse me while its airplay in the week ending september 27th is up eight percent uh now the real driver here about the song getting back to number one is that it dynamite greatly benefits from four new remixes of the song that were released during the tracking week which combined accounted for 52 percent of the song's overall sales for the week the song sold 152,000 copies by the way uh, in total there are now 10 different versions of dynamite available to purchase 10 different versions keith just that 10. is more <laughs> versions there there are more different versions of dynamite than there are members of bts there are more different versions of dynamite than there are letters in the word dynamite um uh, yeah that's that's wild you were thinking you were you were counting that out before uh, while i was rambling on you were counting that out for that real uh, witticism there Basically. Yeah, basically. Um, well, that's that's why you're so great on the pop shop, Jason. That's, that's why you'll be missed. Um, staying with the top 10, Justin Bieber scores his 20th top 10 hit as Holy, featuring Chance the Rapper, debuts at number three. Uh, right below last week's number one, Cardi B's WAP featuring Megan Thee Stallion. Holy starts with 26 million streams, 27,000 in sales, and 18.6 million in radio audience. Bieber is the 20th artist to earn 20 top 10s, by the way. His first top 10 came over uh, a little over 10 years ago when Baby, featuring Ludacris, debuted at its peak of number five in February of 2010. From from Baby to Holy, from one four-letter word to another. Uh, We'll be talking a little bit more about Holy uh, in just a little bit and what it might mean for Bieber's next musical moves. So uh, stay tuned for that. Don't go anywhere. Uh, lastly, friend of the podcast, Charlie Puth, gets his fourth top 10 as he's now been added as the featured artist on Gabby Barrett's hit single, I Hope, which climbs 11 to 10, returning to its peak. 
Puth was added to the artist billing on the song this week as the tune's overall consumption for the remix featuring his additional vocals now outpaces that of the Barrett-only original version. Puth previously logged top tens with Attention, We Don't Talk Anymore, featuring Selena Gomez, and via his featured turn on Wiz Khalifa's See You Again. Hey, congrats. Congrats, Puth. Very cool. I, I actually did not know until just now that his version of I uh, I Hope was the one that is now in the top ten. That's very cool. Yeah. Um. Okay, let's talk about some new music releases that dropped last Friday. Uh, Super M's new album, Super One, the album, and Travis Scott's new single, Franchise. So Super M, uh, for those who haven't been paying attention, are a, a K-pop supergroup. Uh, their debut EP, of course, came out last year. We've been talking about them in the context of a potential uh, Best New Artist Grammy nominee because that debut EP, which was actually a quote-unquote mini-album, did debut uh, at number one on the Billboard 200 chart almost exactly a year ago. Um, so that EP, the mini-album, was a preview of what the K-pop supergroup had in store for their first full-length album, uh, which is very fun. It's it's a very... Uh, Super One, which came out last Friday, is a very enjoyable k-pop album it's very kind of i've been describing it as epic sounding uh if if you've been listening to them at all including the mini album and the lead single to this 100 you kind of get the idea of the 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 ramping up uh excitement like a lot of energy flowing through the singing and rapping and it's just high octane and not a whole lot of ballads on the album jason not a whole lot i'm well there's a couple slower songs that are a, a little bit more you know it, they're they're slower in the same way that like a boy band album might have a couple ballads on them. Torchy ballad, got it. Yeah, sort but um, I I don't know. It's it's interesting because one thing that that hasn't really happened with Super M yet is is having a, a, a crossover hit uh, on the Hot 100. But I, I and I'm I'm curious to see if if any of these songs uh, accomplish that. I really liked 100 when it came out. Um, but I, time will tell. I, I think that it's it's definitely an exciting first step for them in terms of their kind of first official debut album. And we'll see what happens with, with the Grammys. I, I do think that, that they could be contenders for Best New Artist. Uh, Keith, what is the chart forecast for, for the Super M album? Well, as you said, their debut uh, mini album EP project thing uh, about at number one a year ago. So it's likely that you know, many are expecting big things of this new album, um, but it's got some competition from Machine Gun Kelly's new album, as well as new efforts from Joji and Carrie Underwood's Holiday album, and of course, holdover titles from Pop Smoke and Juice World and Taylor Swift. So, uh, with all that said, I don't know. Just have to stay tuned until next week to find out, and maybe Jason will still be here and tell you all about it. Hey. <laughs> uh by the way that machine gun kelly album which is called tickets to my downfall is uh a pop punk album and a very good one at that executive produced by travis barker of blink 182 and uh a lot of good music came out last week in terms of albums the the joji album is is very impressive the carrie underwood holiday album it, you know is is basically i i think it's going to be a big hit Everything you probably season. want in a holiday album. It's like the voice of Carrie I mean, Underwood and Christmas yeah. music. Yeah, <laughs> I mean she's got amazing vocals. Uh, she has some fun originals on there. She uh, duets "Little Drummer Boy" with her her 
uh, very young son who is adorable. And, you know, it's it's great. John Legend's on there. It's it's a very fun holiday let's album. Get, let's get Carrie on the show. Carrie, come, you want to be on the pop shop? Give us a ring. Let's make it happen. Let's do it. It's not going to be with me. I'll, I'll tell you that much. But I, I can... I can I can highly recommend Keith and Katie. Um Keith, let's talk about this Travis Scott single franchise featuring Young Thug and MIA. So what's interesting about this song is is Travis Scott has been in the news recently because of his um McDonald's partnership. I, I don't I, I can't really remember the last time an artist has partnered with a fast food franchise in, in this kind of in this all-encompassing way. way yeah, yeah you have there, like there's a travis scott meal at mcdonald's there are travis scott commercials um so you figure a new song called franchise was just going to be about like hey like stop by this fast food franchise that's the biggest in the world but no it is not about mcdonald's uh it is uh, a very fun travis scott new song um Young Thug, who who was on their shared hit, The London, with uh, Travis and as well as J. Cole, kind of stops by. But it's great to hear M.I.A. on a, on a really high-profile American single like this. She sounds awesome, and, and it kind of uh, takes me back to the T.I. song Swagga Like Us that uh, she performed with T.I., Kanye West, Jay-Z, and Lil Wayne. Those were the four artists on that song on the Grammy Awards that one year. Um, So I I, I definitely really like the new Travis Scott song. I was a little bit fearful that it was going to be all about, you know, chicken McNuggets and... uh, Barbecue sauce. Barbecue sauce. And are you a a McDonald's guy, Keith? Are you a fast food guy in general? I'm a a Taco Bell and Del Taco guy, but not so much a McDonald's guy. Yeah, that's really interesting. So my my wife is, is it a Taco Bell. Is it really yeah. interesting? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I um I I did not know your that. wife is a Taco we've, Bell we've, person. My wife is a Taco Bell person. I am a uh, I'm more of a uh, a Quiznos kind of sa- sandwich sub person. Oh, don't get Jason started about his favorite sandwiches. He can rank them for you there. We're not going to get into it now. That would take that would take the duration or, of the show. We still have Bieber to talk about. Uh, okay, let's go back to franchise. Could this be the first <laughs> taste of music from a new Travis Scott album? Uh, it's been a little over two years since Astroworld, which was an enormous hit. Since then, he's he's dropped a, a good amount of singles, um, and and almost all of which have, have done really, really well. Highest in the Room uh, was a Hot 100 hit, I believe, last year. Uh, and then The Scots earlier this year uh, with Kid Cudi, another number one single, then he had that song from Tenet, The Plan. Um, so I, I, the world is is definitely waiting on an official new Travis Scott album. Um, this one uh, franchise is not tied to anything yet, but but I guess we'll see. We'll see. So let's talk about Holy, and we talked about it a little bit in terms of the the song when it came out. But I I think that a number three debut on the Hot 100 is a little bit of a base, best case scenario for Justin Bieber here because, you know, uh, right now Dynamite and WAP are, are huge, huge hits on the, on the Hot 100. They've been trading off number one and number two. And so to blast in at number three for Holy, a, a song that is definitely a, a little bit more subdued, a little bit more soulful, um, I think that's a big win for both Justin Bieber and Chance the Rapper 
Chance the Rapper, by the way, has three top 10 hits right now in his career, all of which have Justin Bieber on them because he had the two DJ Khaled songs, um, I'm the One and No Brainer, and now Holy with Justin Bieber. Um, so in terms of uh, Holy, Bieber himself has called it the beginning of a quote-unquote new era, uh, currently at work on recording a new studio album. Uh, on a live stream recently, he said it's some of the best music I've made. Um, so yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see what Holy suggests for the sound of this new project. Obviously, Changes is, you know, less than a year old. It came out in February. It, it had some more futuristic R&B hits. And then you had the kind of quarantine charity anthem, Stuck With You with Ariana Grande. Um, it's it's going to be interesting to see what Holy suggests about his next body of work because on the one hand it, it actually is in line with changes in terms of being kind of focused on domestic bliss and settling yeah. down and getting married early in life and you know finding that completion through not only marriage but you know religion and and just uh, again it's it's all about a sense of peace this year with Justin Bieber he's, after, at, a, he's uh, at a very uh, different place in his life in the past year or so than he has been in previous years and I think that's resonating through his music I think you you heard that on changes and you're hearing that especially on holy as well and to your point Jason I'm like is that just going to show itself in a stronger fashion on whatever he does next will will it be the next evolution of what changes was will he take it a step further um so didn't mean to step on you there but I'm like I'm no yeah I think, no, I think I, it's, it's super it, fascinating yeah. Yeah, and and the one thing that's kind of missing from Holy is is the whole R and B vibe of of changes, which yeah. is you know you you had this sort of point of view of being really happy, really content, refracted through the prism of of kind of classic R and B in some parts, futuristic other uh, R and B in other parts. Holy is is much more of a kind of acoustic pop single, even even with uh, Chance the Rapper on it. Um, so yeah, it's going to be fascinating. One person who has actually heard music on Beaver's next album is Chance the Rapper. Chance recently shared his thoughts to uh, Bieber about his next project. Um, quote, it's some of the best music I've ever heard, period. It reminds me of when Michael Jackson made Off the Wall. It is literally groundbreaking music. I don't want to give away the genres on the album and all that stuff, but you went crazy. Well, uh, pretty... High you praise? Know, pretty strong. Yeah, pretty yeah. high praise to be like, it reminds me of Michael Jackson making Off the Wall. Holy cow. I mean. Which which is like a perfect album, basically. Also, it's like, yeah. I mean, I'm not not to trample on you again, but I think I think a lot of people think that if, if you're just a real super casual fan, you're not following music like we do. I think a lot of people think, oh, Off the Wall was Michael Jackson's first album. It's like, actually, no, he had albums before that. He had solo albums before that, but he didn't have his like really big adult commercial epic records breakthrough smash kind of grown mature hits until he had Off the Wall when he teamed up with Quincy Jones. And that album set the stage for Thriller and for Bad and for Dangerous and that that sort of like incredibly prolific magical career that Michael Jackson had. So when Chance the Rapper says, this is like you doing off the wall, I mean, one, Chance, I hope you got receipts or something to back this up because like, <laughs> I mean, that's super high praise. So I mean, that's just that's just a really bold thing to say. 
the the last question I'm 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 curious about in in terms of this next Beaver project is could we be seeing a a full on proper Christian album from hmm. Beaver? I mean, the song is is called Holy. It's uh obviously has religious undertones with Chance the Rapper on it. I mean, obviously uh, Beaver has been very vocal about, you know, how much spirituality, spirit, excuse me, spirituality means to him. Um, obviously. And, you know, I, I asked uh, last week if, uh, if Holy was going to be um, service to, to Christian radio, it does not seem like it is at, at least at this juncture, but it'll be curious. I mean, I, I, it'll be interesting to see what happens with this album. If, Let's just say that if if Justin Bieber makes a full on Christian pop album, number one, I think it's going to be really successful, and number two, I don't think it would be surprising whatsoever. So I yeah. don't know. It'll be super interesting and uh, off the church, uh, off the church walls, off the nope, nope. All right, off the church wall. I don't think that's a um, phrase. I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> um, all right. Well, um, it'll be interesting to see what uh, Biebs does for its next move. And uh, with that said, now it's time for the chart stat of the week. Ten years ago this week, Bruno Mars landed his second number one on the Hot 100 and his first as a lead artist as Just The Way You Are climbed to the top of the tally. The song rose from number three to number one on the October 2nd 2010 dated Hot 100 chart and spent four weeks at number one. Mars had previously hit number one as the featured artist on B.O.B.'s Nothing On You earlier in 2010. The track spent two weeks in the lead. Mars now has a total of seven number ones, having topped the list additionally with Grenade, Locked Out of Heaven, When I Was Your Man, as the featured act on Mark Ronson's Uptown Funk, and with That's What I Like. After charting in 2019 with his Cardi B collaboration Please Me and his Ed Sheeran and Chris Stapleton collab Blow, Bruno has been working on new music um, and kind of staying low as an artist proper himself, you know, putting out music under his own name. But recently, he did co-produce and co-write the J-pop act Arashi's recent single, Whenever You Call. The track debuted in the top 20 of the Global 200 Excluding U.S. chart, a chart that we just launched a week or two ago. So there you have it. Ten years ago this week, Bruno Mars topped the Hot 100 with Just The Way You Are. Cause you're amazing Just the way you are Uh, Jason, we are nearing the end of our show. Uh, any parting words? It's been great uh, getting to... to, to be with you again uh the the og pop team back together again uh it's and absolutely i I wish i wish we could be together in the flesh but it's nice to just virtually see you i know i i really you know not only you but uh a lot of our our friends in la i usually i'm i'm over in la uh, a lot more often this year has has uh thrown a wrench into that understandably but yeah man um I, I'm sure we will be together again, uh, as Janet Jackson might say. And, um, you know, I, I can't wait to listen to you and Katie chop it up for, for weeks on end. I, I just hope that, you know, I, I, I am remaining in, uh, 
you know, contention for that kind of, uh, because, you know, as, as many, I don't even know what I'm saying. What are you saying here? (laughs) What, what, what precious moment are you sharing with us? (laughs) I was going to make a joke about how I was banned from Pop Shop Podcast, Uh. um, but you hate that joke. Anyway, um, I wasn't actually banned from Pop Shop Podcast. It's just a joke I like to make to drive Keith nuts. Um, Mm -hmm. no, it's been, it's been a blast and I'm, I'm sure I will be popping around the pop shop some at some point soon we'll drag you in whenever we have a uh uh, interview that needs to be done only on zoom from a new jersey location until (laughs) please do until we until when you know because we'll never be back in the office ever ever again um okay so um what song do you want us to go out on jason let's go with janet jackson's together again Aw. Um, All right. Well, I'll see you next time. You might see Jason again. Maybe. Everywhere you go, every smile you see. (laughs) It'll be me, Jason Lipschutz, right there, smiling back at you. Bye now. (laughs)